Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into Outkick the Show, Friday edition. It has been a busy week, lots of moving parts here. But I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays. You're ready to roll into the weekend. It is the final four. Uh, I will give you my gambling picks here in a moment. It is also for many dads out there and moms. You can probably see this. We have Outkick Master shirts. I just lost my mic. And now it has fallen all the way to the ground. Uh, But we have Outkick Master shirts that I would encourage you uh, to check out and make sure that you are able to go buy. And if you're just now like, oh my God, I can't hear you. Well, the mic is back. I am trying... I'm trying to make Audio Guy happy. Audio Guy has been complaining about not being able to hear correctly. So we'll see if this audio is better today. If it's not, I'm not going to get too wrapped up in the audio. I appreciate all of you watching live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you may be watching the show today. Again, getting ready for the weekend. A little bit of heads up, we'll be doing a Fox Bet Live special full-on gambling discussion Uh, Me and Cousin Sal and Alex Curry, we will be live at 5 Eastern, 4 Central, 3 Mountain, 2 Pacific on FS1, both today and on Monday. Uh, We've got a bunch of April shows coming your way for sports gambling, getting you ready for the biggest events that are going on, just to factor that into your plans. I'll also obviously be sharing clips associated with that show as well. All right. Bunch of different things. Uh, Here are my picks. UNC Duke uh, is going to be a war. Biggest game between UNC Duke of all time in what is an incredible, phenomenal rivalry. Final potential game for Coach K again. UNC has the opportunity to beat Coach K to close out his career in Cameron Indoor and then to beat him in the Final Four to close out his career forever. This is an unbelievable swing opportunity for both sides. You get the win, it would register and last and render everything absolutely crazy. Uh, and, uh, and so, I'm actually going to take UNC in this game. I'm going to take UNC plus the points, four, four and a half, wherever you are. I'll look right now, literally as we are speaking live, the line at FanDuel, I will give you the most updated line. You can get up to $1,000, no risk wager, FanDuel.com slash Clay. That is FanDuel.com slash Clay. UNC plus four is the number. I like UNC plus four in this game. I think I'm going to go on the under as well, the under 151 on Nova, Kansas. This bet, by the way, is about the difference in my mind between Jay Wright, who has been phenomenal as a head coach over the past uh, several tournaments, and Bill Self, who has typically underachieved. With a full week to prepare, I like Villanova plus four uh, in this one against Kansas. Villanova plus four 
Uh, I also like UNC, and I like the under in UNC and Duke. FanDuel.com slash Clay. That is FanDuel.com slash Clay. Um, All right, so that is what's going on with the Final Four. U.S. got their draw in the World Cup, and this is actually going to be really cool. The U.S. is going to play England on the Friday after Thanksgiving this year in the opener of the World Cup in Qatar. The U.S. is in a four-team group. Uh, They are with, the United States is with England, Iran, and whoever wins the play-in for the final spot from Europe, Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine. Uh, Wales is the best of those teams, so you would want to root for Scotland or Ukraine. Again, I'm not an expert, but in theory, the United States draw here pretty decent. I think we have a decent chance to be able to uh, advance to the round of 16. And since the U.S. has not been in the World Cup since 2018, which feel, I'm sorry, 2014, eight years ago, we missed the World Cup in 2018. It's been eight years. Some of you might have forgotten about how exactly this plays out. So you start off with 32 teams and then two teams from each pool of four advance to the knockout stage in the round of 16. You play a three-team round robin. So the U.S. will play England, Iran, and either Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine. And the two best teams from that group, and England is the highest-seeded team from the group, but the two best teams from that group will advance to the round of 16. And then once you get to the round of 16, it's elimination style. So it's like the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament once you get there, but you're guaranteed to play three games. Whichever two teams post the best results in that group of four will advance. I like the odds of the U.S. to advance to the round of 16, and then we would see who our matchup would be with uh, in its single elimination from that point in time. I believe I am correct in this. The best the U.S. has ever done is advance to the round of eight. Somebody can correct me on that. Hop on Twitter and let me know. That's the best that I remember anyway, at least in recent history, my life. They may have done better than that old school time uh, back in the early days of soccer. But U.S., England, Iran, Wales, Scotland, Ukraine, first game will be played on the Friday after Thanksgiving uh, on that good Friday. By the way, you talk about Fox having an incredible weekend. Thursday, they'll have the Dallas Cowboys on as part of the Thanksgiving Day game. Friday, Fox will have the U.S. versus England. Saturday, we will have uh, Ohio State versus Michigan uh, that'll be taking place to close out the uh, to close out the Big Ten season. And then Sunday, back to your regular slate of NFL action. All that, by the way, will lead into the Super Bowl. Pretty phenomenal to think about all that. We have right now the woke bracket challenge, the Final Four of the OutKick Woke Bracket Challenge. Some of you will remember Jamel Hill was retired after she won the inaugural uh, Woke Bracket Challenge. Her name now hangs forever in the OutKick Woke Bracket rafters. Her name has been retired. It is up in the rafters. And she will be joined in forever infamy in the OutKick family by either Darren Ravel, Dan Woken, Keith Olbermann, or Rex Chapman. That is the final four of the wokest sports figures in all of sports media. And I have to tell you, you can go vote right now. 
Keith Olbermann versus Darren Ravel, Dan Woken versus Rex Chapman. It appears that it is going to be Keith Olbermann versus Rex Chapman. And I got to tell you, Olbermann is like Mike Tyson in 1988. If you remember the Mike Tyson era, no one can step to Olbermann right now. He is dominating, absolutely crushing all contenders. And so it seems likely that it is going to be maybe, I don't want to put my finger on the scale, so to speak, here, but it feels like Keith Olbermann is going to defeat Rex Chapman before all is said and done in the Woke Bracket Challenge. Again, the final four. You can go vote at outkick.com and select your contenders. want to point out, a lot of white privilege here. White guys taking over all four final four spots. They've bumped out everybody else, the wokest people right now in all of the media. White guys just pointing it out, just pointing out that this may be a major issue, the amount of white privilege that is raining down, pretty substantial in terms of the overall draw that we are seeing right now uh, in the woke challenge. Uh, Bruce Pearl, I want to encourage you, speaking of the final four, I've been doing the wins and losses interviews for a long time now. In fact, I'll look it up for you as we speak. Um, I've done a lot of these. Most recently did Senator Marco Rubio. You guys, I'm telling you, if you haven't checked out the wins-losses conversations, there are a ton of them up. And I believe we're at like 45 of them or so. 44 total episodes. If you have not listened to these, I would encourage you to go listen to them. Over the past several years, we have done a lot of long-form conversations going all the way back, I think, to 2019 now. And there are a lot of really good conversations. Long-form, just as good uh, the 2019 interviews are today as they would have been back in the day. Encourage you to go check all of these out. Take a chance. Spend a little bit of time uh, and, uh, and consider all of these uh, long-form conversations. They are a lot of fun. There have been a lot of great guests in the world of sports, business, politics, and beyond. Just search out Clay Travis, the conversation with Bruce Pearl, hour and a half long. If you've got a long drive, long flight coming up and you're looking for some entertainment, I guarantee you uh, that you will enjoy that conversation. Uh, Congrats to Adam Schefter and Adrian Wojnarowski on getting paid Uh, My guy Bobby Barak breaking the news at OutKick that both Adam Schefter and Adrian Wojnarowski are getting paid $10 million a year. Good for them. Woj and Schefter, $10 million a year according to Bobby Barak's reporting. You can go read about that at OutKick.com as well. Monster contracts. This would put them up in the the not-quite-two Stephen A. Smith range, but it puts him in the Stephen A. Smith range who makes around $12 million a year reportedly uh, and Mike Greenberg who makes I think uh, nearly $10 million a year. He's making an absolute bundle as well. Adam Schefter and Adrian Wojnarowski pursued I would imagine by the sports gambling companies instead both decide to stay at ESPN as the NFL and NBA insiders and get paid an absolute bundle.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Tom Brady. I didn't talk about this because the news broke, I believe, on Tuesday night after I'd already done, uh, sorry, Wednesday night, uh, and I wasn't able to, uh, to react to this because the news came out after I'd already done the show. And then yesterday I was busy running around doing a bunch of uh, events. I was recording the Bruce Pearl interview, among other things. And so this feels like Brady was not very happy with Arians and effectively got his choice of who the coach is going to be. But I'm not sure it's that crisp or that clean. Um, To me, Brady, there are better options for Brady than Tampa Bay. But if you look at the odds makers, they are saying the Bucs are the favorite right now to win the NFC. And that's partly because, obviously, the Packers have moved on uh, from, uh, from Devontae Adams, couldn't afford him and Aaron Rodgers. To me, the value play here, even though they're defending Super Bowl champs, is the Rams. I like the Rams to make a real run again. I think that Sean McVay and that team there with Matthew Stafford and company continues to be the most talented in the NFC, particularly because so much talent left the NFC and went to the AFC. So we'll see exactly what happens with Tom Brady and his, I believe, is a 41-day retirement. But Bruce Arians continuing to add to the drama effectively deciding to step down as the quarterback, as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brady going to run it back, uh, and we will see what ends up happening uh, going forward with that situation. The Bucs now, to me, even though they are the favorites, I don't buy into the idea that they're the best team in, uh, in, the, uh, in the NFL. Just don't buy into it. Uh, in the NFC, I should say. Todd Bowles, by the way, taking over. This goes to show, I've always said, Your quarterback is more important than your head coach. Ideally, you'd have a combo of the two that are fantastic, and that's what the Rams have and why I think they should be the favorite in the NFC. The combination of Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, to me, is the best combo in the NFL right now of head coach and quarterback. Now, having said that, I would rather have a stud quarterback than I would a stud coach. I mean, look at what Bill Belichick has done Without Brady, I know they were better this year, but he's yet to win a playoff game without Brady. I don't know how good Mac Jones is going to be. We'll see. AFC way more stacked, but I like the combo of Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford as my favorite coach and quarterback combo right now in the entirety of the NFL. Only other argument I think you could make, again, coach and quarterback, I think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid is an incredible combo. Uh, but I like the combo. I think Sean McVay is a better coach, personally, than Andy Reid is, as good as Andy Reid is. Uh, I think Sean McVay is a better coach right now. I like the combo with him and, uh, and Matthew Stafford. Uh, all right. Uh, Kaepernick has been named, Colin Kaepernick, the honorary captain of Michigan for their spring game. Uh, this is interesting primarily because Jim Harbaugh said he disagreed with the manner and method in which Colin Kaepernick protested back in the day when Colin Kaepernick mattered. 
Uh, it has now been whatever it is, five or six years since Kaepernick decided to take a knee in the NFL and effectively ended his career. But the real reality is Kaepernick didn't end his career because he took a knee. He ended his career because he took a knee and he wasn't that good of a quarterback anymore because the lesson should be pretty clear just based on Deshaun Watson. People who are arguing that Colin Kaepernick is out of the league because he took a knee are wrong. Colin Kaepernick is out of the league because his overall talent did not exceed the problems associated with all the attention around him. Deshaun Watson just got the biggest contract in the history of the NFL and 22 different women are accusing him of sexual assault. Now, he's avoided grand jury uh, indictment for criminal charges, but if anyone wanted to argue that the NFL was biased against quarterbacks, there'd be an insane argument to make in the wake of Deshaun Watson. By the way, also Michael Vick came back after a dogfighting issue. Uh, ben Roethlisberger had, uh, had his own investigation issues. The reality is, so long as your talents exceed your problems, you're always going to be employed in the NFL or any pro sports league for that matter. And Deshaun Watson proves that. Colin Kaepernick's just not that talented and he brings with him a lot of baggage and most coaches and teams haven't wanted that. If somebody wants to bring him in as a backup, more power to him. I actually would like that to happen because I think it would delegitimize uh, the martyrdom of Colin Kaepernick. Once he's back in the NFL and people see that he's not very good anymore, uh, which we would, that is a hard argument to make that he in some way is being discriminated against because of his opinions. Uh, the border's back open. I just want to point out how illogical and anti-science this is. Follow me along. Right now, the government is saying it's not safe for you to go to an airport or to get on an airplane without wearing a mask. That's what the government is saying. That is the argument that the CDC is making to continue the mask mandate in airports and on airplanes. Simultaneously, that's the Biden administration arguing that. Simultaneously, the Biden administration is also arguing COVID is now not that significant, which is why we can open the border and allow people to pour across our southern border and do away with Title 42, uh, which had been implemented by the Trump administration. We are about to see, I believe, the largest influx of illegal immigration in the history of this country. Much of the pent-up demand will skyrocket now that word will spread that Biden is not going to restrict people being able to cross the border and we are going to see numbers the likes of which we have never seen before. Just another example, the Bidus touch, everything Joe Biden touches turns to crap. It's the exact opposite of the Midas touch. Also, um, we have got uh, Disney and woke madness taking over. I don't know what, here's a good example. The problem with woke madness in general is that people who are in positions of power and should know better don't make the best decision for their company. They make the best decision for ensuring that they still have a job. And that is what is going on right now with Bob Chapek, who is under siege at Disney as the CEO. He potentially has hundreds of millions of dollars at stake if he loses that CEO job. His job is up next year. He tried to do and make the right decision, which is Disney shouldn't get involved in every single state legislative bill. And 
the so-called Florida parents bill, which has been so-called the don't say gay bill, is a totally made-up controversy that isn't rooted in any kind of reality. And the vast majority of parents believe that kindergarten, first, second, and third grade kids should not be instructed in sex-related issues. This is not a complicated idea. I've got a first grader. I've had two boys who went through uh, public schools at that age. It doesn't make any sense at all to be teaching kids about sex-related issues at those ages. So I believe Disney has blown it. Disney is the foremost children's property in terms of uh, influence in the entire world. And if anything, you would think they would be standing up for preserving children's childhood. Instead, they are eliminating, due to inclusiveness concerns, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, language from inside of their parks. This makes no sense uh, because everybody is either a boy or a girl, right? This idea that you can decide not to be a gender and suddenly the United States is going to allow people to put X on their passports so that you're ne- neither male nor female. I mean, this is unbelievable anti-science madness. And uh, I give credit to, I believe it was Fox Business that reached out to Disney and said, are you still going to allow prince and princesses to exist given that a prince is clearly a man and a princess is clearly a woman? And Disney has not yet responded on this. I believe Disney has done itself and its brand a massive disservice in the way that they have responded over the past couple of weeks, allowing a tiny segment of the woke population, 5 or 10% of the American population at most, to dictate the way that they handled 95 or 90% of people who don't believe that it's exclusionary language to refer to things as boys and girls and men as women. Finally, I couldn't believe this. It's, it's April Fool's Day. If this news had come out yesterday, I would have thought it was an April Fool's joke. 79-year-old Joe Biden and his White House have come out in favor of transgender kids being able to have surgeries to remove their genitals to change their sex while they are minors. Let me take a step back and take it outside of that discussion and just point out, you can't drive a car until you're 16 years old. You can't vote or become a, uh, a, an adult until you're 18 years old. You can't get uh, buy a beer until you're 21. And in many states, you can't even rent a car until you're 25 years old. Now, all of those things presume that as kids get older, they get more responsibility and are able to make more decisions in their life. How in the world does it make sense to allow a 10 or 11-year-old or 12-year-old or 8 or 9-year-old or whatever it is, a minor child, to decide to change their gender and to remove their genitals? This is child abuse. I don't care what your political leanings are. When you become an adult, if you decide that you want to change your gender, more power to you, you have the right to do that. I have a transgender cousin, all right, decided to change genders as an adult. If you decide to do that, more power to you. That is your right. I'm not going to stand in your way. I believe that adults get to make adult decisions. But there is no way under the planet, under the sun, on this planet, that minor children should be having gender-changing surgeries. This is pure madness. 
the fact that the White House is endorsing this is the very definition of being anti-science. Again, once you reach the age of majority, once you are over 18 years old, if you decide that you will be happier changing your gender, more power to you, you have that right to make that choice. By the way, I still don't think you should be competing against uh, men if you're a, wo a woman, right? Uh, or, and more particularly, if you're a man, I don't believe you should be competing against women because we're seeing men dominate women's sports in that respect. But your choice to change your gender, it should not be permissible. It should be considered child abuse to operate on children, in my opinion, and change their gender when they are still not adults. Again, we don't let everybody, anybody drive a car till they're 16. We don't let them vote till they're 18. We don't let them even drink alcohol until they're 21. You can't even rent a car in many states until you're 25 years old. And we're going to allow a 10-year-old to lose their genitals forever in gender reassignment surgery, child abuse. I can't believe more people aren't speaking out about how crazy this is. It's not trans, transphobia to say that adults should make adult decisions when it comes to changing their bodies for the rest of their lives. All right. I love all of you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I hope all of you have fantastic weekends. This has been and will continue to be OutKick, the show.